0: Hooda and welcome back to Cana Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Earle. I'm alongside my co-host Nate Williamson. Nate, well, what's up? What'd what you up? Think what of up? What
1: up? It was good, man. It was good. I missed a little bit of it, like we were saying, but uh, I caught most of it, you know. And for a team that you know was trying to rest some people, you know, they knew that they were going to win this game one way or another. Um, with it being Carolina, and Carolina depleted Carolina, a team that didn't even really look like the Carolina Panthers from this year, who honestly weren't that bad. You know, they had a hard schedule and a hard division as normal. Um, But, you know, uh, compared to most Carolina teams that we've seen recently, uh, especially when you consider they lost Cam Newton in the offseason, not a bad-looking Carolina team overall, but today the Saints made them look horrible. Uh, I mean, they took Teddy Bridgewater out pretty early, of course. You know, you expect that at this part of the season. Um, and a guy that they're looking to build with going forward, I would think. But, you know, uh, the Saints defense came out and played a heck of a game. We saw uh, pretty much a standard Drew Brees Sunday night football game. Uh, it's like you tweeted before the game. You said, we hope to see a classic Drew Brees performance. I think we got that. And we got that him throwing touchdowns to 1,100 different wide receivers and tight ends. He probably threw a touchdown to a kicker at some point in there. Dude just is absolutely crazy with how he spreads the ball. Uh, Fantasy owners, uh, not a huge fan of that, I know. But uh, for Saints fans, that's pretty special.
0: Yeah, before we dive too deep in, of course, the Saints beat the Panthers 33-7. to They are the first NFC South team to ever sweep the division. They are the first team since the NFL merger to sweep their division. No, Tom Brady never did it in his horrible division. Drew Brees is the first to do it in his division. Hats off to Drew Brees. If this is if this was his last regular season game, salute to him. It's been amazing. And like you said, what a what a way to end his um, his last game. I mean, he didn't throw for 500 yards. He threw for three touchdowns though, and he's throwing Austin awesome Carr. Um, Jawan Johnson, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Of course, he had Ty Montgomery at running back. This Friday, they are told, wait, you don't have any running backs for this game. Um, bless up, we have Ty Montgomery and Tony Jones Jr., who was on the practice squad. They came in, filled in amazing. I know will talk about those guys later. But Drew Brees, of course, battling, still battling that rib injury. He's not going to be 100%, probably until he's two years down the road and he hasn't played football in a while. But, He's, he's really starting to get into a rhythm. Shout out to him hitting Emmanuel Sanders, getting him the eight targets. He says he wasn't even worried about um, – he, he says he forgot Emmanuel Sanders' touchdown catch. He was worried about – he was counting on his fingers how many catches Emmanuel Sanders needed to get his roster bonus of 500000 And I'm sure everyone loved that moment when he got that last pass from Drew and he's looking at the sideline doing the money sign. I mean, that's just something you love. The Saints – oh they, the Saints take care of their players – and the Saints will be the second seed in the NFC. And we'll get the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. I know um, we were watching the Bears game and the Seahawks game. Uh, the Seahawks game went the way we wanted. And, of course, the Bears looked like the Bears. But, I mean, the Saints kind of steamrolled this team. It didn't feel like in the pace of the game that they really destroyed them. But it was 33-7. to When you're beating an NFL team by double, digit- double digits, let alone 26 points, this isn't a bad team. They picked them off five times: two to Teddy, three to PJ, and they 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 were losing. Uh, they didn't have CJ, didn't have DJ Swearinger. Of course, you lost Quan Alexander. And honestly, I don't think they skipped a beat.
1: No, I mean I don't think they did either. And you know, just more to your point, this is a Carolina Panthers team that's won five games this season. You know, they beat a Cardinals team that's pretty decent. They hung with the Raiders, who, as we all remember, a little bit too well took down the saints earlier on you know they've beaten the falcons who were no pushovers this is the same panthers team that only a couple months ago back in november lost by two points to the chiefs the chiefs and i mean you know they were without McCaffrey. they were without a lot of guys today and they only played some guys for a certain amount and you know they had quite a few guys out there you know the starting wide receiver core quarterback looked good and the Saints still managed to blow them out. I I don't think we can discount how in the groove this Saints team is getting. And I think uh, the broadcast hit it on the head at one point in the third quarter, they were talking, and they said, you know, they had up the the big three, you know, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees. Those guys have played so little time together. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if those three are all back, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, cross your toes, rub a lucky rabbit's foot, whatever you got to do, watch out
0: because that team, like they said, Quote is scary. End quote. Yeah, this Saints off the offense in general in this game. I mean, knowing on Friday, the day before, you are traveling to Carolina that you are not going to have Camara. They they already knew they weren't going to have Camara because of COVID. And then okay, the game plan changes to Latavius. And then that next day, it's okay, we're not going to have Latavius or Michael Burton, and you don't have any other running backs. Mm-hmm. And thank God they had Ty Montgomery who has played running back. But he hasn't been in the running back room, Sean Payton said, for four or five weeks. I mean, he doesn't know all these play calls and um, definitely running, you need different cleats and the way you run and just the way you prepare yourself from a wide receiver to running back is a lot different. We saw him slip on one of his runs. But the offensive line hasn't been like the, let's say, the best in the league. They've had some off weeks. This is one of their best performances. Ty Montgomery had over a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill had some great runs. He left late with hopefully uh, a little stinger. We, we won't really know till later, but the offensive line played really, really well. I think they kept drew clean for most of the game. He did take a sack, but I mean, if you come in into the week, you know, you aren't going to have Kamara Latavius. You're not going to have a fullback. You're having a tight end who probably hasn't played a lot of fullback, play fullback. they, ran all over them, honestly. And that's kind of controlled the pace of the game. They weren't scared to run the football, and they broke out some runs. And on a crucial third down, third and three early in the game, they they ran a pitch to Ty Montgomery, which is a play we love to see from Kamara. And it goes for 40 yards. I mean, the offense dominated. And I I think the best rookie the Saints got in this year's class was Marcus Calvin And I think, I tweeted this out, I think he'll be a start. I mean, we've seen flashes of what he can be. He had three receptions for 53, 51 yards. And he looked a little bit banged up too. If we can get this guy healthy, if we can get Michael Thomas back, think about who we have not on the field right now. And like I said last week, you only worry about what the players you have on the field. But we get Michael Thomas back, Deontay, maybe Traquan. I mean, if you look at the wide series they had today, they're not even that bad. I mean, Marquez, Calaway, and Emmanuel Sanders, you can win games with those guys. I mean, Marquez, uh, Nick Underhill said, he's a legit, really good football player. And I think the offense moving forward, can really start rolling.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were playing a game with Emmanuel Sanders as their number one Marquez Callaway at the number two, you know, the number three guy on there, you know, in receptions, and it really wasn't close. Actually, technically he came in ahead of Marquez Callaway in terms of how many caught Jared Cook, who we have been criticizing and maybe even, uh, you know, trying to pump up all season long and try and get him back into a groove. But, you know, just to go back to the rushing, Ty Montgomery has been a slot receiver for the past long time. You know, a couple weeks now he comes in without a running backs coach. Also, I don't think can be ignored. He was out due to close contact and has 18 carries for 105 yards. That's effectively your third. If you count Taysom Hill, maybe even your fourth string running back, which is kind of insane because Taysom Hill had seven carries for 41 yards as well. Um, And then not to mention Tony Jones, Jr. You know, you got to give him a shout out coming up off the inactive roster Three carries, 13 yards off the street, off practice squad. Not a bad day when you've lost your entire running back staff, your running backs coach. Uh, And, you know, you're missing out on a lot of your top players, including guys that are known for confusing offenses like Alvin Kamara is and opening up opportunities for people, you know, like those backup running backs. But uh, anytime you could run the ball that well and you don't have Latavius Murray or Alvin Kamara, you're doing something right. And you know, whether that's a game plan from Sean, you know, coach of the year, Sean Payton should be, won't be, but should be, uh, or something else playing into that. Uh, it's a really good look when you have that kind of depth with the depth being tested this week. Uh, I'd say they passed with an A plus.
0: Oh yeah. Most definitely. That'd be my grade as well. Before I switch gears to the defense. Last thing I want to touch on is when this podcast product comes out, you guys will probably know the schedule of the playoffs. Uh, we'll probably know after the game tonight, Sunday Night Football. If the Saints play on Sunday, Kamara will be able to go if he's asymptomatic for the whole week. But going back to what you said of the Saints, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara played ten quarters together. If the if it doesn't go how they want it to go this week, if Michael Thomas maybe isn't activated, we, um, Drew said he's looking forward to getting him back. AKA maybe he's coming back. Um, but if we're looking more at the Alvin Kamara situation, if he can't come back this week, that's still another game. We don't get to see the whole Saints arsenal. And I think they're lucky they're playing the Bears. I think it's a very favorable matchup. Uh, we'll talk about that more uh, later in the week. But it's still another game where they don't get their full arsenal of offensive talent. And I don't think, I don't think they'll skip a beat because Sean Payton is such a good coach. I mean, they'll have Latavius for sure. And I think they're good enough to win with Latavius. Two years back, um, we saw what Latavius did. He had over 100 yards and a couple of touchdowns against Chicago in Windy City. I mean, the Saints. I, shout out to Sean Payton. He should be the coach of the year. He's not getting enough talk. I know Saint Everett on ESPN has mentioned him a lot for coach of the year, but I think he's the only one who's mentioned him. And losing your quarterback, your your Hall of Fame quarterback for five, four or five weeks losing your star wide receiver for most of the season, losing Kamara for um, a game or two. I mean, they haven't skipped a beat, which is crazy. They they finished 12-4 and four in the circumstances they've been in. is just crazy. But uh, switching gears to the defense, and I think they played a great game. Of course, they had five interceptions and two coming from Teddy, three from P.J. Walker. Um, Lattimore and Janoris also could have one more on their shot book. Lattimore dropped one, and Janoris dropped an easy easy Mm -hmm. it felt like easy pick six but bobbled around a few times but they played a really really solid game and only letting up seven points in the nfl i mean they were one drive away from shutting these guys out honestly i mean you never like to see teddy go down hurt i think he was hurting that knee was bothering him and no reason to go out and get him more injured late this late in the year but the saint stevens did a really good job and a guy i want to shout out real quick is marcus davenport because he pretty much gave P.J. Williams that interception. And it was one of the biggest hits I've ever seen him just lay out. I I think Marcus Davenport can be hit or miss. He has some great pass rushes, and then he has some where he just gets out of position. But that was one of the ones where you're like, wow, he is worth two first-round picks. And if the D-line can continue to apply that pressure, I mean, no one's stopping him.
1: Marcus Davenport is 24 years old. He is only 24 years old and, you know, they say you have to do something. What, I don't know what it is, 50,000 times to be an expert at it. Uh, And, you know, if you get him a little more experience, you know, we might see even more of that uh, worthy of a set of two first rounders. God, that came out like molasses on a hot summer day, but another guy, you know, I want to give a shout out to, of course, (laughs) amongst others, Grant Haley, you know, coming up, not expecting to play on this team. I would say. He came out and led the team in total tackles and solo tackles, which is just kind of insane. He had six, um, six if you count his assist, along with that interception. Pretty easy interception, but he read the route. He was in the right place, cut off that corner route, grabbed the ball, uh, and your debut interception. You can't ask for much more than that. And, you know, you can do a lot at the college level. Some guys are great first-round picks out of college, They never get an interception in the NFL. It happens, you know, and Grant Haley can say that he came out and got an interception on his debut. And uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be turning some eyes uh, in the coaching staff and looking to, you know, maybe cement a role coming up in the offseason and stuff like that. And if not, you might see him go somewhere else and try and, you know, get a rollout. So big shout out to him. You know, anytime you get on the stat sheet as a defensive player, you're going to turn some eyes. Another guy that I was kind of just looking at um, as we go down the line, of course, Trey Hendrickson got another sack today. Uh, she should be recognized with a lot of different improvement or awards this season. He's been an absolute monster. Um, and then not to go too long, if we are anything with just these solos, but Carl Granderson came out and got two sacks today. And how impactful has he been this year for a guy that we didn't expect to see that much of, you know, he's doing a great job in the rotation role coming out and just being a problem. He's been a problem this year.
0: When, when you can have almost like a hockey substitution of defense alignment, like the Saints have, that is what you, can make you dangerous. Because I know Cameron Jordan is a, an elite level pass rusher, an elite level run stopper, but he can't play 100% of the snaps as much as he wants to. He can't. Getting him out for, for a play and getting a fresh Carl Granderson, who has been an absolute gem for them, and him and Trey are just developing beautifully for them, he's been great. Uh, of course, Trey Hendrickson has had an, an all-pro caliber year. Um, he's, he's just finding his – sometimes as a defensive end, it's just a matter of just luck getting there, and I feel like he's just getting there. He's getting his sacks. He's getting the numbers. Cam Jordan just has not been as lucky this year. Didn't really get the numbers, but just as productive in my mind. And getting Malcolm Brown back I felt was huge. They pretty much shut down the run game for the most part. There was a couple runs that um, they could have stopped. But rushing-wise, the of course, the Panthers did not have Christian McCaffrey or Mike Davis. Uh, Rodney Smith had 10 carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. And Tommy Stevens, this was a little bit of a clown move, was brought up from the practice squad. He had four carries for 24 yards and literally ran the exact same plays as Taysom Hill is running in <laughs> New Orleans. And it worked a few times. I mean, it was a little bit frustrating to see that work. And I know the Saints definitely ran that play with him a few times in practice, but it was a little bit funny to see Tommy Stevens out there. And I know he loved running on his old team, but the Saints got the best of him. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yeah. It's just funny, you know, to watch that happen because you know that Matt Rule and staff, probably Joe Brady already knew, but they were just like, Tommy, you know, what did they tell you? What kind of of plays should we draw up for you in the Taysom Hill role if we're going to give you your shot? on Sunday and, you know, credit to him when he was out there, he looked pretty good. So, you know, you like to see somebody kind of carve their own, but I, I don't see that leading to too much in the future, but you never know um, with the way the NFL is changing towards really fast, really physical uh, kind of play on the offensive side of the game. Uh, as offense gets more freedom and defense gets more yellow laundry on the field, every single game, especially if your uh, team name starts with S A I N T S. NTS you never know what's gonna happen
0: mm-hmm. yeah and as far as teddy bridgewater did he at 13 he was 13 for 23 176 that's not it's not great it's not horrible but i want to like huge shout out to that same secondary who, who were missing three key guys mm-hmm. that being cj gunner johnson dj Swearanger, and marcus williams i mean you're missing three you're missing of course your starter your free safety who has been extremely has it has played extremely well this year and then Ah, uh, you're missing your course, your slaw guy, and then DJ who has came in as that nickel or six DB in most situations. and then that what kind of gave Grant Haley's opportunity, and then Ken Crawley as well. So losing three, um, I know Saints fans going a few years back, losing uh, DBs early on with BW Webb and Sterling Moore being your top two corners. It just brings back nightmares. And when you can bring in these guys who aren't starters in league but can just hold you over, I mean, if we can get Marcus Williams back next week, I know he's battling the ankle injury. If we can get him back, if I know Swearinger and C.J. Garner-Johnson will be good to go for Chicago COVID-wise. That's one thing I'm really looking out for. I know we're going to talk about this more in, later in the week, but C.J. Garner-Johnson and Javon Wims part two, what's going to happen in this game? Who's going to get thrown out? Who's going to throw the first punch? I'm looking forward to that <laughs> matchup. Every time the Saints play the Bears, it's a classic. With, with CJ, going back to when he uh, did his little hand thing to Tariq Cohen as well. I mean, I'm excited for this matchup. I know we'll touch base on it more in next week's podcast. But the Saints are the second seed. I mean, I, the, of course the year we get the second seed, they change it so the second seed doesn't get a bye. That's our luck, mm-hmm. of course. And Nick Gunhurl said um, out of the th- uh, three teams who have finished 13-3 and three, or 12-4 and four, have always had a bye. Um, there's only been three teams that have not, and two of them are the saints Our luck, but we will take care of our business any given Sunday or Saturday or Friday. We'll play any day and give us whoever you want. I mean, they're playing good football.
1: Yep. You got to take who's coming at you and you got to take the situation that's coming at you. And I think the saints know that, uh, and if they didn't know that a couple of years ago, I think what's been thrown at them the past couple of years have really taught them that. Um, And, you know, probably a couple of weeks ago, we're looking at this situation and saying, you know, if it's not a buy, at least it's the Bears. Um, (laughs) Because. As someone who hails from the state of Illinois, the Bears uh, in the last 10 years don't exactly have a great record uh, of being proficient in the playoffs or even proficient in the game of football. But that doesn't mean you can look them over just like the Panthers this week. I think the Saints come and try and get everybody healthy. You know, take this on the road, get momentum because momentum wins championships. I know we always say defense wins championships. Momentum wins championships, and momentum uh, can be the difference between a first-round exit or a Super Bowl lifting season. So we'll see how
0: that goes. Most definitely, I was preparing for Arizona, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitz, Christian Kirk. I was preparing for that. Instead, we get the team we were rooting for today, Mr. Biscay and the Chicago Bears. Not, 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 not too shabby. Not I'm mad. Pan- <laughs> yep. Wrapping up the podcast, the Saints beat the Panthers thirty-three-seven. They finished off the season twelve and four. They're the second seed in the NFC, and we will get the Chicago Bears later this week. See you guys on the next episode of the show. We're we talk about the Bears. Hope you guys oh enjoy. Day, that. Who that? Who that? That.
1: Shout out Who that. That. that?
0: Let's go, then.
1: we on a road. The next time.